0: I'm Stanley Finale, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Innes. He's in the box. Oh, to his left good, Brilliant. Oh, the fantastic loss for Danny Innes. He's done it
2: again. Here comes Warren Brown. Oh,
1: So a rather different feel this week as the Premier League announced on Friday that the league will be shut down until April the 4th at least because of the threat of the coronavirus. We'll discuss the ramifications and what this means for football in general and joining us this week to discuss all this we check back in with returning guest Tim Marshall he will also tell us about his new life and just how difficult it is to follow Saints from Norway. With no Norwich game to go through we'll instead go through all your emails and comments over the last few days Uh, Plenty of fun and games along the way, as usual. But you cannot have fun and games without our panel, so it gives me great pleasure to bring them in. The one and only Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton and our new resident Statman, Statman Steve. How are you, chaps?
2: It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel strangely fine.
3: And Steve? Yeah, uh, very well, thank you. Lots of uh, virus stuff in the news, but other than that, all good.
1: Good, good. Kev, no insults this week. Instead, I would just like to... Wish you a very happy belated birthday. And you happen to share your day with with Nigel Adkins as well. So happy birthday to both of you from Wednesday.
2: Yeah, yeah. So St. Nigel and Kevin's day today. Um, Not today, but um, yeah, this week. How did you spend your day? Um, Partly in the air. Um, I actually travelled back on my birthday. So I got to sort of celebrate it in two countries. Um, And... Yeah, it looks like I managed to get, get a trip in before it all really, really kicked off and got watched The Saints before the season's been suspended. So, yeah, lucky in that respect. Yeah. And, yeah, I've uh, been celebrating it. Well, I've obviously been working during the week, um, but, yeah, this weekend celebrating it with, uh, with friends and uh, in-laws here. So, yeah, having a good time. That's
1: good, that's good um, and, and Steve, how have you spent your week? Have you uh,
3: stocked up on dry pasta and toilet rolls?
2: <laughs>
3: um, actually my dad always seems to stock up on toilet roll anyway So we're pretty well covered <laughs> um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, no, my week's been good I've uh, just been at work this weekend been paddle boarding, so that's been really nice It's actually getting warmer outside, so that's really good, that um, good yeah Yeah, it's been, been an alright week and say, you know, since
1: you've joined the team, we've taken no points from a possible nine. And now this, you know, I think you're to blame a bit here.
3: <laughs> yeah, not great, is it? Yeah. I was actually quite looking forward to Norwich away. Um, that would have been the perfect chance to pick up three points, but obviously not to be. Um, right. But we'll see what happens. We will. Um go go Steve. Blame all on
2: him. Um, yeah, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, uh, Kev. Uh, as I said, you, you've just come over here as well. It was really nice to see you again. We went to a game, as you said, had a curry, one or two beers, and uh, Sunday evening we topped it off with our comprehensive five-a-side victory, which was oh, nice. Yes. We should just spend the next hour talking about that game and my and my wonder goal, of course. Do you remember it?
2: Um, yeah, I was
1: stood too far away to see, and sorry mate. See it. Oh God, it was like it was like Boofow against West Brom.
2: It <laughs> just danced around the entire defender and <laughs> 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 it in the back on um, It was on a turn, no, that that was good. I was like
1: my back to goal, and I yeah. turned and swivelled and curled it. it. It was more like a Lambert penalty, actually, than a than a Boofowl run, but yeah, I'll take it. It was very good.
2: It was a classic rugby score as well, Th- 39, I think it ended. Yeah, that's comprehensive enough. That's
1: good. I only one goal, though, from me, and I, I, I don't think when I went in goal, did I let in any? Yes, I think I did. Yeah. Not as many as you, though.
2: Uh-huh. I let in two.
1: Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. had a good defence when Sorry. you were in goal, though, didn't we? So that was it. That, that is true. Um, you were there, yeah. yeah. Um So anyway, guys, I was going to suggest that we should do this episode on Eastleigh and cheer on their success, but they got hammered 4-0 away to Notts County, so I think I'd rather not. But uh-huh. <laughs> How did showing get go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. Um, so yeah, this is what this is day two without sport. And I found this lady sat on my sofa. Apparently, she's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she seems quite nice there, so, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not coping with all the absence of sport. It's not just football. I mean, as you know, Kev, my commitment to sport is a daily way of life for me. And I'm having withdrawal symptoms. I, I may, need, may need professional help to get me through these dark times. I just sat there, like, rocking back and forth, listening to the Smiths. <laughs> Actually, uh, Jeva, Jeva said to me this morning, um, can I interest you to the world of competitive house cleaning? And I said, well, as long as there's a trophy involved, I'm going.
2: pop out a trophy, man. And <laughs>
1: yeah. um, which brings me to the, the huge game of Noughts and Crosses between Saints and City. Steve, I know you saw this. Um, I Amazing, did. amazing. And you must have some stats to go along with this.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I was, yeah, I, I kind of saw it after it happened, but from what I gather... Uh, the Southampton uh twitter guy was trying to get Norwich involved but that's right yeah um uh, yeah nothing nothing from their end so yeah along pops man city <laughs> and uh we always want to you know get get a good uh, game against man city try and actually beat them or at least get a draw <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no i think man city went first um no actually Saints went first i think because i think it was, you all oh, move man. to norwich didn't we and then yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I think Man City were very close to actually getting the three in a row and then Saints just kind of just come in there. Nice Jack Stevens block. Uh tasty stuff. And uh yeah, then we, we were about to get our 3 then Man City just kind of stopping the way, probably Kyle Kyle Walker, he's uh probably been in goal, Edison change. And uh yeah, lovely stop from them and it ends an all square draw. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. The draw against Man City, not bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, uh, a very valuable time in the season as well yeah,
3: Exactly, yeah
1: um, Right, okay, let's not keep him waiting any longer Our guest this week, we have Tim Marshall Calling from, well, I'm going to butcher this um, Correct me if I'm wrong, is it Stavanger, Norway?
2: It's uh,
0: Stavanger, actually, Oh, right? yep. there
1: we go, Stavanger yeah, I right. that's gonna I kinda, When I was like reading this down I thought it, it might have like, a French pronunciation to it That I'm missing, like Stavanger or something I don't know <laughs> but,
0: yeah, It's yeah. funny you say that, because when we did a pub quiz the other day Our team name actually was... Uh, Stavanger's Assemble. So. Oh, that's
1: brilliant. <laughs> Stavanger, right, okay.
0: Stavanger, yeah.
1: But anyway, how are you, Tim?
0: Yeah, well, I'm good, thanks. Gori uh, bra, as they say over here, means uh, all well. Uh, it's pretty much lockdown, uh, though. They've uh, closed all the airports, or they will do from midnight tonight. Uh, all bars, restaurants... Uh, pretty much everything is shut at the moment, except supermarkets and pharmacies. So, uh, yeah, basically in uh, social isolation.
1: Well, okay, apart, apart from all this, um, <laughs> how, how has life been in Norway so far?
0: Oh, it's great. It's a fantastic place. Uh, yeah, I've been here about two and a half months now, came at the end of um, December, had to get in before the 31st of January, because obviously that's the, the Brexit deadline when the rules are, mm-hmm. are likely to change and you then get treated as a non-EU uh, EEA citizen. Um just been learning the language mostly over the last couple of months. Um, probably need to find a job at some point. I've uh, been, <laughs> been, been looking for one, but um yeah, I've been going to language school, took some exams last week, made loads of friends here. It's a big international community because it's the oil capital of Norway, so about 20% of people who mm-hmm. live in Stavanger are from overseas. Uh, a lot of Americans, but also people from all around Europe, uh, South America, around the world, really. So oh, yeah, wow. it's got a good, good scene, yeah.
1: Um, and did you know, Kevin, that Stavanger... Stavanger? Stavanger? Stavanger. There we go, got it wrong again. Um, it's the fourth largest city and the third largest metropolitan area in Norway, um, and it's located in the, well, southwest of the country on the peninsula yep. there, isn't it? That's right. Did you That's
2: know that, Jeff? I do now, <laughs> sure. Uh, are,
0: you, are you glad you know this?
2: I am, yeah. I'm every night at school now.
0: It is indeed. So,
1: um, anyway, what's it like, what's the cost of living like and, and the work out there?
2: <laughs> yeah, so, uh,
0: it's, very, very expensive for alcohol, as a lot of people know about Norway, so you can often pay up to 10, sometimes 12 quid just for, a, not even a pint of beer, actually, usually they come in sort of 500 uh, centiliters. Um, yeah, groceries are quite expensive. Uh, eating out is pretty expensive. So they have a big culture here of, like, prelash, where you go to someone's house and get, basically get quite drunk before you go out because it's cheaper. Um then occasionally some of the bars will have some offers. There's this place in town called Gossip Bar, which has a 33 krona uh, beer night, which is about three pounds. So that's about a third or a quarter of the usual price. So wait, wait cro- 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 Corona beer? Krona, krona, oh, okay. Norwegian krona, yeah, crowns. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 Corona beer. Um, yeah, so you've got to you've got to sort of plan plan accordingly. Uh, try and find some of the, the sort of happy hours or deals when they're on. Um, so, yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty expensive, but then, like, the wages reflect that, it's one of the uh, countries with the highest uh, salaries in all of Europe, uh, depending on different sort of measures of, like, GDP or GDP per capita. It's, some, some say it's the richest country in the world now. I think it's about, sort of, $80,000 per, per head, and that's because they have a massive um, sovereign wealth fund from the oil that's worth over a, tr- a trillion dollars. So uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's, like, really good quality of life here. Like, you're asking about the infrastructure, the, all the roads are very good. It's very clean. Yep, everyone speaks perfect English, which is a bit <laughs> difficult for me when I'm trying to practice my um, my Norwegian. It's probably um,
1: probably better English than it is over here, to be fair. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, people are pretty good uh, and very fre- pretty friendly as well. Um, but there's quite a funny thing where they're polite and friendly during the day, but fairly reserved. And then on a weekend, they just get really, really hammered. Mm-hmm. And That's then everyone wants to be your friend. Sounds like Russia, KeV.
2: <laughs> yeah pretty much how are you getting on with uh, the language are there any any particular difficulties of Norwegian I can't say that I've tried, ever tried learning that. Uh,
0: so they actually have that many words which is quite interesting and a lot of sounds uh, depending on how you stress is quite important so like the, word, the words for now and when are very similar it's like nor and nor so they have that kind of rolled R that we don't really have cause they have the three extra letters obviously um, but when I did my exams last week The reading, listening, and the writing were were fine. But I found the speaking really difficult. And, again, I think that's because, um, yeah, I can go into a shop now or a bar and have a basic conversation, buy a coffee or a beer. But as soon as I'm, like, in a group of people, um, or even if they are all Norwegian, it gets complicated. You want to talk about football or Brexit or whatever that requires a bit more vocabulary. They just switch to English. And they have, like, so many TV stations here in English as well. There's three BBC channels alone. Uh, a lot of American TV as well. So the real, pro- the real challenge is they're just trying to get as many opportunities as possible to actually speak. But yeah, I can um, sort of read a uh, sort of basic kind of newspaper articles now and um, wow. have, a, have a basic conversation. Yeah, that's, oh,
1: that's, that's pretty damn good after like what four months?
0: Uh, two and a half months now. Yeah, sorry,
1: two and a half months. Yeah, that's
2: that's yeah, incredible. <laughs> that is yeah, incredible. That's good. Yeah, because on the two varieties, there's like then was it Nunosk and um, Bogman? Yeah, yes, yeah,
0: that's, that's right. Which speak now? So, uh, confusingly, uh, because we're in the west part of the country, uh, they don't speak New Norse, but they have a Stavanger dialect, um, which is quite difficult for me because I'm learning Bokmur. Uh So, for example, if you say uh, I, it's yai uh, in Bokmål, but here they say egg. And if you say uh, not, the word for not is ikka, but they say isha. So, wow. if you're learning one form at school uh, and so on, then you, you hear a completely different form. So, I guess it's a bit like going to... The UK, and rather than going to London, going to like Liverpool or Glasgow or somewhere or Newcastle, yeah. Or Newcastle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, I go to the shop and can have a conversation, but then if I'm in a pub, it's really loud and someone just turns and starts kind of drunkenly sort of talking to me really quickly, I don't really know what they're saying, usually.
1: <laughs> wow. Norway is, of course, famed for its, well, cross country skiing, but it has yeah. been known to earth some real gems in the Premier League, and indeed the Saints' seven, in fact. Can you guys between you name the seven that have played for Saints? Joe Testam. There's one.
0: Club Lundikvam.
1: Lundikvam.
2: Kevin. Um.
1: Testam and Lundikvam. That's all you've got. All right, guys. Steve, come on. Where are you?
2: Uh,
3: I would have gone. To, I would have gone for the same, but I, I don't know. <laughs> oh
1: no!
0: <laughs> Anthony Amy's Finnish, isn't he? He is Finnish. Yeah. Finnish. He's only twenty-six. Ronnie Eppelund. Uh,
1: no, he was
2: Swedish. Yeah, oh. Oh. <sighs> both the Swensons are Swedish, aren't Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: this is poor, guys. But actually, can I tell you? There's Jordan. actually there's actually a current Norwegian playing for Saints right now. Oh, Elyonusi, too. Oh, yeah. of
3: course, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Lindikvam, Joe Testum, and Yanusi. Okay, should I tell you the others? You're going to kick yourself. Yeah. um Olshtenstad. Oh, um,
0: oh, classic, classic.
1: Stig Johansson.
0: Uh,
1: Tront Eagle Saltveit, and yeah. Vegard foren
0: No, I forgot the only To be fair,
1: yeah. Disappointed guys, come on! Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Tim, what's it like following Saints in Norway?
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's quite difficult, as you said, because um, it's quite difficult over here, to be fair. <laughs> well, I, I I've sort of heard this, this you know this myth that out, outside of England you get all the Premier League games for free because um, you obviously have lower demand. So they, the irony is they sort of fleece everyone in the UK who wants to watch them. Mm-hmm. It's actually not true. Like they they do have randomly sometimes games on, but very rarely Saints. Everyone here loves Man united and Liverpool. Um so you need to get like the T V Sport uh, premium package which we don't have. Um they'll show some of the cup games as well. So yeah, I'm sort of mostly restricted to listening to the uh to the website, the official Saints website or you know, other less uh, less legal means. Um <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's uh yeah, there's a few a few Saints uh, people around. There's Norwegian Saint too on Twitter. Uh there's I think called Per Ingervol as well, so shout out to those guys.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask actually have you actually turned the locals
0: onto Saints?
1: Well, more importantly, have you turned them
0: on to uh, in that number? I <laughs> uh, will we'll do after this one. Now that I'm on. <laughs> now, uh, weirdly enough, um, I don't know if you've heard of Precostola, and it's this famous uh, rock that all the tourists love to go up, and they film Mission Impossible Three there. Uh, it's about 800 meters high. Ah,
1: right, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: went went there the other week hiking, and uh, I got to the top, and there was this guy just sitting there in a full Saints tracksuit. Wow! And, uh, <laughs> I was, like, just went over to him because he had the you know the badge on his on his. Was, uh, was on it Prec- it wasn't Ellion uh, Maybe it was a youth player, but, but I went up to him and he said, Oh, yeah, we, we've been interrailing around Europe. We decided to come to Norway. And I think, bloody hell, you've sort of blown your whole budget on your first place. Um, but yeah, they some nice guys. They've uh, they'd been, been around various places in, in Norway and wanted to hike, do a hike there. And we had a bit of a chat about the Newcastle game. And um, foolishly, we all predicted uh, wins. I think I think I went for 2 0, and those guys went for maybe a 1 0. But um, yeah, alas. <laughs>
2: This is ITN in that number news.
1: So now we need to discuss this damned virus that is reaping havoc across the globe and disrupting my favourite time of the year. Uh, 30 seasons obviously coming to an end. NHL, NBA playoffs upon us. The Masters, golf, F1 season. Yeah, it's all gone. Um, everyone's panic buying and panic buying nonsense as well. I mean, the last time I was panic buying was when the bartender shouted last orders. <laughs> Um, but, but what does this mean for the league and the current season and what about the Euros um, what happens next um, but we have a four strong panel to do our best to break it all down kind of an international feel as well Kevin of course in Russia Tim in Norway me over here and Statman's and in Essex which is kind of a country of its own I guess um, yeah <laughs> uh, firstly uh, Uh, You know, how are you coping with all this hysteria from your homes?
0: Um,
2: I think nobody's immune to the hysteria, are there? But um, I don't. I haven't seen any panic buying. I've been in the shop today, and yeah, everything's there as normal. Although, I mean, face masks have been sold out for months, like ever since this started. But I think you know, I've done quite well without face masks, masks uh, for my entire life. I don't imagine that um, I'll ever need one. Well, yeah, I mean, in terms of like cancellations and things like that, but yes, for um, I think the Russian Premier League is playing a lot of the matches behind the closed doors, um, or they're slowly limiting the number of spectators that can attend. Um, I think they're going also along the route of uh, banning Uh, public events with more than uh, 5,000 attendees or something like that Um, but they were all taken on a local level but But, um, yeah schools apparently you can take your kids out of school if you want to but um, or you can send them to school if you want so yeah it's a bit of a kind of hodgepodge thing here but um, I don't think we've got any confirmed deaths I mean there's a few dozen confirmed cases but um no 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 confirmed tests as far as I
1: know. Yeah, I mean I checked the the records of Southampton and it says that there's no confirmed cases at all in Southampton, but I mean that could have changed by now. But it's just the calmness. Nobody's being calm. And then someone on the radio said that Britain will remain calm about the virus, but people phoned the police when KFC ran out of fucking chicken, for Christ's sake. So mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's always going to be bad over here. And we obviously we know, Tim said, how bad it is in Norway at the moment. They're going to shut down the airports and stuff like that. But what about you, Steve? How is it over there for you?
3: Yeah, um, I've not really noticed too much difference in Essex, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, shops seem to be pretty much... As normal. I don't think anyone's really panicked by around where I live. Um, but, yeah, slightly different story in London. Um, in the office, it was a bit empty this week. I think a few people have been working from home. And I know some of my mates' companies, they've said that. They all have to work from home. Um, and, yeah, I've had a couple of friends as well who have had skiing trips um, cancelled. Obviously, they were kind of places like Italy and France, so mm-hmm. for good reasons. Um, but, yeah, just madness, really. And, yeah, I, th- I think you know they made a good decision to postpone um, the Premier League and the EFL till uh, I think the weekend of the 3rd of April. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, like it looks more and more less likely that the Euros will happen this year. And yeah, I, I don't even know if. We'll see the return of the Premier League on, on that weekend in April. We'll just have to wait and see, really.
1: Seems very, very unlikely, doesn't it? Um, and the Norwich match tickets um, and official coach level will remain valid and if, for any rescheduled date as well. So that was nice to, nice to hear that. Um Gabbardini was confirmed to have contracted the virus as well. Did you hear that?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll be absolutely fine. Um, RB Leipzig, goalkeeper, who, who played on Tuesday night against Spurs, has tested positive for the virus. Uh, Spurs players were advised not to self-isolate as they didn't get anywhere near him.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> not not <that>. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, thought I'd drop that in. Right, anyway, uh, what happens next? Um, there is a meeting on Tuesday to decide this, this season's Champions League and Europa League. Um, and there's an emergency meeting on Thursday to establish plans for the rest of the current Premier League season. Um, You know, does anyone get promoted or relegated? And what could this mean financially? Just don't know yet. And as Steve said, it's almost a certainty that Euro 2020 will be postponed to the 2021 summer. Um, Does this mean that we can continue the rest of this campaign into the summer months? But then how does that affect next season, etc.? So, I mean, what I'll do is I'll go through some of the options that are on the table and we'll gather all your thoughts from that. So, option number one, declare the season null and void. So this means, like, just cancel the I remainder of the season. I didn't
2: love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, Can- cancel the <laughs> remainder of the season. No, actually, I wouldn't, to be fair. Um, remainder of the season, wipe out all the records, so there's no title winner, no relegation, no promotion, no qualification for Europe. And I think it was Karen Brady that said on Saturday this was a fair and reasonable thing to do, as she says with her club sitting in 16 potentially essentially slipping. Um, but who's on board with that option? Because... I, I, I'm not, Kev. You say, I mean, it would be nice for Liverpool to have it stripped away from them, but, I mean, that, that Ings goal against Spurs would never have happened. And most importantly, that magical night of Fratton will be stricken. You know, all of Ings' goals this season will be about as important as Shea Adams' goals in pre-season. <laughs> so, you know, what what happens there? But then on the flip side, that horrible night against Leicester would never have happened. So, is this an option to take, Tim? Do you agree with this one?
0: No, I don't agree with that. I was listening to uh, five live football when your fellow Statman, um, Steve, Statman Dave, was talking about different model scenarios, and one of the ones he came up with was you basically look at uh, the expected uh, points based on or, or kind of performances already, yeah. and um, I think there was very little change, to so obviously Liverpool uh, win, I think the top five stayed most of the same, I think Wolves uh, slipped a place, p- perhaps because they played one game more than Sheffield United, and uh, I think the bottom three also stayed the same, so I think you different ways you can do it On expected um, points Expected goals Which then leads to the expected points uh, Steve will know more about this than me But that seems like a fairer, fairer way
2: to do it Than just to cancel the whole thing yeah. Using the Doug for work Lewis method <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Steve this,
1: Declaring the season none and void Are you, are you behind this one?
3: Uh, I'm not, no I I mean, I think even if you kind of did it off of the expected points Then it doesn't really take into account You know, late surges For example, a couple of seasons ago Leicester were rooted to the bottom of the table They went on that mad run and saw them safe Um, Yeah, yeah, nine
1: games to go is a long way to go If you're fighting for every point
3: Yeah, exactly I mean, yeah It it doesn't make any sense to me And also, yeah As I was saying, it doesn't take into account Any kind of late surges and yeah, you can never really know um, what will happen, so I think it's probably not the best option, in my in my opinion, anyway.
1: And Karen Brady said that it was the fair and reasonable thing to do. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, I think it just shows what a fucking idiot she is. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, who's going to listen to what she's got to say, seriously? Oh, um, I hope not a lot. Yeah, no, that's just not an option at all. I don't think like any of th- the teams or officials would be on board with that at all.
1: I'm glad you said that, because I'm totally against that. Um, option two, declare the season null and void, but crown Liverpool champions. Now, but th- th- this is going to help me to say, but Liverpool have deserved to win the league this year. They've been head and shoulders above their peers, and n- it's not even been close. They are the champions, uh, fair and square, 25 points ahead. So what is it, two wins away from the, from the actual physical trophy? It would be awful not to be crowned after this if they did cancel the season. But they can't make an exception just for them, surely? And as I say, how harsh is it on like West Brom and Leeds?
0: It's very tricky, isn't it? Because you're right. That seems to be the one thing that's certain. Everything else is up for play in terms of exactly, potential yeah. grand two places and uh, relegation and promotion from from the football league. Um, but on the other hand, even if they do that and they they give them the the title, it will always have an asterisk next to it. Yeah. So that's. Well, up I think that. it's going
1: to have an asterisk next week, whatever happens now. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's been also talk of extending the season into September, playing yeah. up, playing through the summer, because obviously if the Euros are cancelled, it gives them an opportunity to do that, and then next season having a 18-game season only, so everybody plays uh, plays each other just once. Um, so you get you get nine home games, you get nine away games. The problem with that though is that there's so much to talk about do you have a big home advantage?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you've had to go away to three of the big clubs, a bit your other relegation kind of contenders haven't. That's a a big disparity Yeah, that there. would, that would be a, a
1: massive remodelling. And not just that, the FA Cup as well would need sorting out. And just, yeah, I don't think that the fixtures can be remodelled that much. I don't, I'm i not yeah, I'm not, not a fan of that one. Um, Steve, what are your opinions on this option?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, potentially if they do do it, then, you know, Liverpool, as you say, are outright, they're, they're going to be the champions. There's no kind of doubt in that. And I think I saw that. Even Man City said that They wouldn't stand in their way If that was to happen I think, you know They're not going to really be that salty about it um, But, yeah, as you say earlier Like, all those kind of goals That Danny Ings has scored Just wouldn't count And, I, yeah I, I just can't see it I can't see it happening And um, I think it would be the wrong choice If, if the season uh, was voided
0: And Kev?
2: I still think as You know not a good option um, We still need Champions League places, relegation, promotion, um, that all needs to be sorted as well. So I find that's just not enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, Liverpool are champions, but it's not
1: just about Liverpool, is it? Exactly. It's not. And like I said, it's not fair in Leeds and West Brom down there as well. Um, option three end the season now and use the current table to finalise the champions qualifications, etc., and relegation. Um, but like Tim said, only Liverpool was all but done. And, and this again would be harsh on Norwich Villa and Bournemouth, because it's still anybody to so say that it's, it, that's the only thing that's not set. So can we actually do option three?
0: could there be an option to play the rest of the games behind closed doors between well, them
1: see that was my option five. I say this is the one that I favour, and I don 't know how possible this is to do, especially in terms of fin- in a financial stance, but take this break. Um, Get it, you know, and then get back to it behind closed doors. I mean, how you know, how easy is that to do?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it depends because you know the players as well have to be kept pretty much in quarantine for the next couple of weeks, and then there's all the support staff and so on. I think the Premier League could cope with that financially because they're so the clubs are so big um, that they will be okay because they don't rely on on gate receipts anywhere near as much as the lower league clubs because the TV money's so big. Mm-hmm. The problem you have there is if you then said well because we're doing that we have to have it throughout the football pyramid to ensure continuity of promotion and relegation then yeah those, those lower league clubs really suffer from the lack of um, match day receipts yeah
1: there's it's just so much to go through and I'm um, and I mean, sorry
2: Kev yeah I mean I'm no epidemiologist but um, I mean is there much of a difference between playing the games behind closed doors and playing the games as usual with uh, the crowds but I don't know desanitising everyone before they come in or checking the temperature or whatever. Have something preventative rather than nuclear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just glad I've not going to make this decision. Um, the other option was to uh, uh, start the new Premier League season with 22 clubs. I've heard this. This is actually... Um, a lot of people are on board with this for some reason. Um, so that would like promote West Brom and Leeds because I mean, they're in a prim- uh, position to gain automatic promotion anyway. Um, but that would mean that five would get relegated next season and Saints would be fucked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, over a 42-game season, is that right? That's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a crazy one. Yeah. Um, again, does that feel the time to, to, to all the other leagues as well? I don't think that game. solves anything. OK. Um, Steve, what would you do going
3: forward? What is your... What would be, what would be your plan? So after kind of taking a think, I, I I probably think the best thing to do would be, I I don't think it's really likely that it's gonna start again on the third fourth of April. Um, you know, we're yet to see the peak, and it could come soon. It could come you know later. No one really knows. I think probably the best thing to do was probably to kind of postpone it to potentially May time, and then I think it's just got to happen um, over the rest of the summer, really. I think that's going to be the time that the virus is hopefully going to die down with the warmer weather, and then I think the only kind of option is to postpone the Euros to next year, um, which I'll be sad about because, you know, some of the Saints players have actually, you know, turned up this season and and done really well. It would be such a shame if Danny Ings doesn't get called up to the England team, but for kind of the sake of uh, everyone's health, I think, that potentially might be the best thing to do, but I don't know, what do you what do you guys think?
1: Well then Steve, with that I mean I like the idea of that and we have to come to terms with the Euros being moved to next summer, but what happens to next season if that's the case? If you can't you can't ask these players to keep playing on through the summer and then have have what, I don't know, a week off and then go straight back at it, and how do we plan for next season? What does Ralph do with that with this time?
3: Yeah, that's very true. I think if, if it does kind of get postponed to the summer, then potentially they're going to have to put back next season, and it could mean that there's less games played. Maybe they're going to have to kind of sort out the cup competitions as well. Like we, we already know that there's too many games being played at the moment anyway. I mean, is, so, there, is there an
1: option to cancel the,
3: the, the League Cup or you know the FA Cup even? Yeah, I think... Out of the two, probably the League Cup. I think that you know teams don't really kind of treat that properly anyway. With Liverpool kind of putting out the youngsters, and um, it's not my favourite cup, but I think something's got to give. Something's mm-hmm. you know got to kind of make way for whatever's going to happen, and we're just kind of going to have to suck it up as as bad as it is, really.
0: Yeah, I think I uh, agree with Steve. You just got to kind of the Premier League is going to be the big one, isn't it? It's going to be the money spinner. We don't know what's going to happen with the Champions League. But I think, like, yeah, they have to cancel the cancel the League Cup. And if you can get in a couple of weeks rest between playing the games through the summer and then starting again in August, that's probably the best solution.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to have to play it by year um, Anything could happen, uh, but it, it, a lot depends on whether they are going to postpone the Euros or on not. Once that decision's been made, then yeah, it does pre up the summer. And um, yeah, I think you can wait a bit closer to uh, the beginning of April before making an announcement. You could, yeah, um, I think the season has to be played out. Um, if you don't want crowds, then I guess, yeah, behind closed doors, that is an option. Um, here in Russia, yeah, I've heard that um, people who are unable to um, take up their tickets, um, like season ticket holders or, or whatever, they get like a, a partial refund, but they also get a um, free subscription to the streaming service that shows all the matches. Wow. So, yeah, that... that that, that could be an option there as well. But yeah, I think um, um, yeah, if you can't play the matches and if you can't get the crowds in, then um, we're just going to have to play through the summer. And this is something that we kind of have to be doing anyway with that 2022 World Cup coming up, because that's going to be played in the winter. So it's going to be a massive yeah. winter break, and that would um, yeah, shift the end of the season right into the summer anyway, so... Yeah, it's not like it's completely unprecedented to play in the summer. And you say about players, is it sort of fair that they only get a week off in the summer or know a couple of weeks off in the summer? Well, players that go off on international duty, that's what they do anyway. It doesn't stop for them. So it gives all of the players in the Premier League a chance to um, keep their fitness up and play throughout the summer. That's
1: a very good point, Kev. I didn't really think of it like that. Yes, yeah, so most of them are going to be going off to the Euros anyhow. So no rest. And they're just not going to have the, you have the Euros. So yeah... Yeah, very good point. Um, okay, so we'll move on from this virus, um, and we'll talk about the club a little bit more. Um, Kev, have you heard any of it all, Steve or Tim or anyone, have you heard of the latest on the potential sale of the club? Nope. I nope. think it's
3: mostly just rumours at the moment. Um, oh, I've we like, like in... rumours, we like them. <laughs> I've seen various reports um, that potentially Gal is looking to sell up, and I kind of heard that news before the financial figures came in. Um, but then I've heard news from other sources Saying that it's just, it's not true So, yeah, it's all rumours at the moment Strong rumours, but yeah um,
1: And then there's also rumours about It's coming up again That Yannick Vestergaard could be offloaded uh, We we all, uh, you know, we're happy about this one, yeah? Yeah,
2: definitely
0: Take
2: the I money away. So. Yeah Yeah, yeah if the money's there I'm surprised that Got if you. that's what they wanted, but why they didn't do it in uh, winter when apparently we had an offer in. But
1: mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, was it actually a, a real you know, serious offer, or was it just rumours? Maybe Leicester were like, oh, maybe we, maybe Vanne- uh, yeah, Vestigar's an option. The money never came <laughs> in, and then someone was like, oh, it's 20 million quid. I don't know. You know what rumours are like. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Lemina has said to the Turkish media, apparently, that he wishes to stay... With Galatasaray Show me the money Yeah
3: Yeah I think he can You know If he wants to stay there He can stay His attitude was Really awful um, Towards the end of last season And Yeah if he's going to be like that Then you know Fuck on In my opinion
0: Yeah Yeah, I completely agree I think like Even if we've had some Difficult results I think the team Spirit is quite good I think you can see They're playing for each other And with um, With uh, Gineppa getting sent off Last week all the team, his teammates were rallying around him being, being really supportive so it does seem like there's quite a good sort of camaraderie in the dressing room at the moment and he could, you know, basically upset that uh, again
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree um, Guys, did you see that prank uh, on Jack Stevens? <laughs>
0: yeah. I did, yeah
1: <laughs> That was fantastic
3: um, I don't know if we... Did, did, you, um, did you put that on our Twitter, Steve? I can't remember I did, yeah. I was not watching good. it on the train back home, and it just cracked me up. I was trying not to laugh, and the guy next to me was kind of looking, giving me a weird look, but it was oh, worth it. Poor bloke. <laughs>
2: uh, such a nice guy as that Stephen Jacks.
3: <laughs> Stephen, yeah, keep
1: calling him Stephen. Brilliant. And Stuart, how good was Stuart Armstrong in that, by the way?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, Steve, you mentioned the finances and GAL earlier. Um, do you have the final numbers on this that was, well, I think it was announced on Wednesday or Thursday, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, um, I think it might have actually been, yeah, Friday. I, I oh. remember sort of waking up and I was, <laughs> I was seeing the it um, yeah, all kind of unfold and uh, I wanted to kind of be one of the first ones to break it on the Instagram feed. so. Um, yeah, basically, um, Dan Sheldon writing in the Daily Echo, uh, was talking about our accounts for the end of the year 2019 to be released, um, and we've seen that Saints have basically posted a 34 million loss for the financial year ending June 2019.
1: This is unforgivable. This is, oh, I don't even know how this happened. No idea.
2: Guy yeah. was supposed to be making it a self-sufficient club, wasn't it Yeah. I was making a profit when he got it. So. Still making profit. A- What's he doing? <laughs> I don't
1: know.
2: Negative profit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, basically what what he's what Dan's basically put in his article is that I think the year before that we were okay because we were kind of getting the money through from the Van Dyke transfer, mm-hmm. and that was basically kind of propping up you know our numbers really, but as we've seen in the last year, we found it difficult to offload those figures like Lamina, Forster, and and Hoyt as well. And I think, basically, their kind of wage demands are having a negative effect on um, how the club's being run at the moment. We saw in that article as well that 77% of the expenditure is just on player wages, which is madness.
0: What do you guys think about the back to the uh, takeover and all the Red Bull um, women, people doing kind of mock-up logos and so on?
1: Uh, I didn't even care? To be honest, I looked at it and right. thought, um this is obviously not real. Uh, I don't really want to do any. I didn't. I don't. I didn't even look into it any more than that. I just thought, yeah, nonsense.
3: Yeah, it's, it's impossible, really, isn't it? Like, I don't. I don't think they'd ever be able to buy a Premier League club, and I don't. I don't think the Premier League would ever allow that kind of thing. No, they, so. no, they wouldn't. No,
2: right. nonsense.
3: <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Matt Letizier. And thank you for listening
2: to In That Number.
1: Okay, so with no Norwich game to talk about, we are instead going to read your emails and comments and anything that you sent us in the last couple of days. Um, and we've got, as I say, we've got four of us to go through them also. so it should be fun. Um, where should we start? Okay, we'll, we'll start with Alex Kimber. He wants to know our thoughts on the season so far. Tim.
0: Yeah, I mean, bit of a roller coaster, really. I was. I've had my, my, probably my best and worst ever Saints experience this season. And funnily enough, the best one was not in the, the stadium at all. It was uh, in London when we played Pompey. And uh, John Lush managed to... He basically put out a tweet saying, anyone in London fancy watching the game? Thinking he'd get about five or ten people. About 150 of us ended up at the, uh, the sports bar and grill. And it was just amazing, like, great atmosphere. People singing, you know, jumping on the tables, drinks getting thrown everywhere. All the older uh, chants came back about the and and... Um, uh, who's the guy he shits where he wants? Uh, uh, uh Punch Jason Punchin. Punch Jason Punch. Punch. yeah, Jason Punchin, and uh, all the way back to the eighties. That was that was fantastic. And then of course, uh, Leicester game. I was I was there. My brother, who sort of kind of lost interest in Saints, hadn't been to trouble for about ten years, tried to come along to the first oh in, in ever. And that's when, <laughs> and I was just yeah, we we sat there till the bitter end. And I'm um, in the in the Biting wind and cold, and so yeah, quite, quite, uh, yeah, the real highs and lows. But um, I, I think, I think uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen now. But I was thinking, yeah, it, w- it won't be a forgetful one, that's for sure. And I think it's been, been some good, been some good performances as well. Like the, 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 all the London away games have been pretty good, actually. Like uh, Arsenal and uh, Chelsea and Palace uh, that, that winter. The, uh, a good time at Christmas, yeah. Not not, not so much West Ham, but a good time over Christmas, remember, with, with those uh, that run of fixtures. So, yeah, next yeah. bag um I think it's, yeah, as Tim
3: was said, roller coaster, you know, it kind of started off. Um not the greatest to start and obviously the less the game kind of it went downhill quite rapidly. Um I still remember getting a speaker a present um from someone at work with a card that says Southampton is shit. so <laughs> that was that was nice to receive. But then we had that massive upturn in form in Christmas and uh yeah, I don't know who gave me the card but I was thinking, yeah, we're doing alright now, aren't we? <laughs> and um yeah, and then, you know, the last couple of games haven't been so good. But I think, overall, um, I've been generally kind of satisfied. Like, from where we've been the last couple of seasons in the relegation zone, just out of it, to kind of be 14th. And we were ninth like, a few weeks ago. It's, I think it's, it's, it's gone okay. It could have been a little bit better. But, you know, we just didn't want to be in relegation fight this season.
1: Yeah, and, and at, well, after 29 games last season, we were in 17th. So, a little bit better. Um and Kev like he also adds in this email like what needs to change and what do you think of the current crop of youngsters like Oberfemi, Valerie and Smallbone
2: um, yeah I think well those are the, the three only the three real names I suppose that come, come through the academy that are um, g- going to be useful in the future um, as far as we can see at the moment yeah I mean what needs to change um, just look at our loan sheet and that tells you everything there's a lot of players on the that have got their wages in the books and they need to come off the books and, um, yeah, until we sell at least half of them, um, then, yeah, we're not going to be able to get players in of the, the, the calibre that, that we do need. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the season is itself, I mean, you're asking ask about what I make the season. Um, really, really optimistic going into it. I mean, I went to that um, last away um, pre-season match I thought we looked fucking fantastic, and Trey um, Adams. I thought we've got ourselves a real bargain there. Um, did, you, you, did you go to the Coleman match in the end before the season started?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't go. I was working. Ah,
2: okay. Okay. ah. no. But I mean, yeah, going into it, I was sort of quite confident. Okay, we yeah, we lost the first couple of matches. Yeah, three 0 against Burnley. That was definitely a shock. Um, but you know, um, we did pick it up, and we looked fine. And then it just all went to, to shit sort of end of September, and then yeah, going into October with, uh, with that unspeakable fixture. Um yeah, it didn't really look like um it was gonna be anything than a relegation battle. But um the fixtures of like like um like Tim said around that Christmas period um yeah, they were just brilliant and that, that and Jan- January, December fucking yeah, amazing. Uh, it's difficult to say now, isn't it? I mean in hindsight we could be we could slip back towards those relegation places. I'm pretty sure we'll be safe. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a strong finish to the season if it does finish. But, yeah, I think the highlight has to be thrashing Pompey for <laughs> <track> and bumping for now. What could be better?
1: Which might not have ever, ever, ever have happened now,
2: Kath. So, yeah. Um, well, no, the, 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 the hang on. Haven't um, Manchester City actually got that trophy, right?
1: Oh, yes, that is true, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, that that did happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unlucky, Fompy, yeah. Um, Lucas asks, uh, why does Ralph keep getting it wrong in regards to the so-called teams we should be beating, like Burnley, West Ham, Newcastle, etc.? He says, half the time it looks like we have no game plan and we still have no repeatable method of scoring a goal. It's just a random mess where we have to have Shane Long cock it in. (laughs) Steve, I'll start with you on this one. Does Ralph keep getting it wrong or why does he keep getting it wrong?
3: Ah uh, well, I think at the start of the season he definitely did get some of his tactics wrong, and that's really why we were losing games. The formations weren't quite what we expected of him. Um, there was kind of that news where he'd lost his assistant manager. Um, I think he went to Bayern Munich. Yeah, and,
1: roll,
3: yeah. yeah, and I think uh, apparently a lot of the tactics came from him. So a lot of fans were kind of blame it on that loss. Um, but I think in terms of the recent games, you know, like the big physical teams like Burnley, Newcastle. And again, uh, West Ham putting up two physical strikers at the top. I think the thing is, with us being such a pressing team, he likes to push the full-backs up. And so we're only really left with two centre-backs kind of, you know, behind the halfway line. So basically West Ham were just targeting those areas to the left and right, the centre-backs. And as soon as they got a ball there, then they had someone to hold it up and then quickly just put a long ball over the top. And that was how a couple of their goals were scored. So I think he just needs to kind of, deal with that situation, because teams aren't going to, you know, play us the way we want them to play, so he just
0: needs to be adaptable, really, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, um, and Tim?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with, with Steve, I think that um, he's quite a sort of football purist, and he always wants to play, like, a, a pressing, attacking, entertaining football, and um, even though he's kind of, like, a tough guy, he's still going to be a little, bit, a little bit naive, in that, like, a, definitely a Deitch... Or David Moyes or Steve Bruce will be very happy to just be really physical, break up the play, waste loads of time, just mess about. And don't think Ralph would do that. Individual players like Ward-Prowse have got a bit more streetwise, but I still think overall he's always going to be committed to to playing football. And maybe he needs to be a, a bit more a bit more streetwise as well. And when we have to really like dig in.
1: Yeah, and I also wonder, like I mean, Steve said about how West Ham targeted those areas. And a lot of teams can play that way against us But I wonder whether they I mean I don't watch enough of the Bundesliga But do they play that sort of style in in Austria and in, in Germany? Maybe he's just been a little bit naive to the Premier League and maybe it will take a little bit more time for him to get it right. I think
2: he definitely made a lot of mistakes um, in terms of formation towards the beginning of the season, but I, I think he's been learning from the mistakes and he's found um, the preferred eleven and uh, formation and system that works for him. Um, It's that kind of entertaining football that we were lacking with Pellegrini and Claude Cuell and Mark Hughes that sort was crying out for. So yeah, that's what we've got now. Um And, I mean, you could tell, I mean, the, um, the results against West Ham and Burnley more recently, um if you could just see the frustration um on Ralph's face and the kind of anger, because, you know, it's clearly things that we need to work on. Yeah, yes, must it's kind of like it
1: was training. coming as well, wasn't it? It was like, you work hard mm-hmm. on this in training and this is this is the outcome.
2: Kind of. Yeah, he's a bit like one of us, isn't he? He's the same old fucking things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Um. Next question, Kev. I ask you this one for. I think this is brilliant. Um. Alex Kimber again asks, "Is Smallbone the new Pierlo?" <laughs> I love this question, and in short, I think it's quite obvious that he clearly is.
2: I thought Jack Buckley Stevens was supposed to be the new Pirlo.
1: <laughs> really good question. Anyway. Um. Next question. Um. The Saints Prime podcast dropped us a line. Um. And they said, "How do you think the mentalities of the players will change with this postponement?"
0: Uh, dif- uh, difficult to say, isn't it? I think. Um you, you, when you saw the PSG Dortmund game, uh, some of the pundits were saying, "Oh, it really seemed to have affected uh, Dortmund to be behind closed doors, but but not PSG so much. Maybe because they could hear their fans outside in home mm-hmm. and home so advantage." On, I mean, they're professional athletes. Uh, I think they'll train to the best of their capacity, you know, indoors or whatever they can do. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be funny for everyone when it when it restarts. Really you might you might end up seeing a, a few freak results, I guess.
3: Yeah, I think potentially it might be good for the players to have a bit of that off time. I think, uh, as we we're saying, the last few games haven't really been up to scratch, and maybe it's a good time for them to kind of refresh and rethink. So it might not be all negative. Um, but then again, as Tim was saying, because they've had so much well, they will have had a lot of time off. Um, we could see some of those street results happening and I don't want any more as the Saints fan, not this season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one one thing to kind of add, uh, if um, they are playing to an empty St Mary's, um, I mean, would that count as part of their amazing away form or um, <laughs> would they still be terrible at home? We'll finally find that out because <laughs> really the cool. crowd's full or not? Yeah.
1: Um Instagram question from Southampton News Now. That's just, that's quite a few. So um, I'll start with this one. This is quite a good, fun one. Um, rank these strikers From best to worst So we've got Pella Ings Lambert J-Rod And Austin Kev I know what you're going to say Because you used to get a boner over J-Rod still do <laughs> um, Yeah Kev you go first with this one
2: So who have we got um, Pella Lambert J-Rod Ings, Ings And Austin, um, Austin. Um, uh, Okay We've talked about Lambert definitely I'm um, the best. Yeah, that's mine too. Um, and probably ooh, yeah, probably J. royce Probably J. royce wow. I think if he had, if he hadn't have had that injury, I think he would have um, carried the mantle from Sir Ricky. Um, are you touching yourself yeah, that, right now, Kev? <laughs> um, well, you can't see me, can you? Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then yeah. Um, Pirate Saints' boyfriend, Graziano, uh, then Ings, then, then Austin. Oh. Um, yeah, Ings, obviously, yeah, he is the king of scummers. But, um, yeah, one good season so far this season. Yeah, he's only been there um, for, for two seasons, though, hasn't he? Well, ask me again in another season.
1: Okay, well, at the moment, I've gone Lambert, then Ings, then Pella, mm. then J-Rod, okay. and then Austin, That's mm. for me. Okay. Uh, Tim?
0: So I'm going to uh, be a bit controversial, to put Ings top... Okay.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: I'll come 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 up with my rationale in a minute. So you go so Ings top, then I'm going to say uh, Lambert, and then Peller, uh, then Jay Rodman, horrible Charlie Austin. Lost. Hey
1: Tim, me and you have got exactly the same apart from the Lambert and Ings on the other way. So yeah. You... I'll, t- I'll tell
0: you why, and that's uh, and, and I've been to get Steve's of, of this. I feel like with with the money in football. And, you know, the kind of demands on each club to improve every season and the physical demands and the sort of people coming in. Ings is playing at the time of which the Premier League is the most competitive and has scored against most of the big clubs. So, although Lambert was brilliant, he, most of his goals were scored for us, obviously, in the lower leagues and then coming up. So, I don't know how he would do. Mm, you crazy. saw him at Liverpool. Obviously, he was coming to the end of his career at Liverpool. I don't know how he would do for us. season after season playing at that that top level
1: yeah and I guess the, the, the question you have to ask with this one as well is like is this the question of who I prefer or who is the better player as well because I mean I prefer I would prefer Lambert because of all the memories yeah. But you say pound for pound, Ings is probably the better footballer.
0: I think so. I think with the demands on the players in 2020 as opposed to 2010, even in 10 years, a lot has changed, I think. Mm. Good, good point. Pound, um,
2: pounds. Is that a reference to Ricky Lambert's weight?
0: <laughs> Charlie
2: Austin's <laughs> got to be top then, surely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Steve, your, your thoughts? Um, yeah, okay, so I'll go through mine. Uh, yeah, Charlie Austin top.
2: There
3: I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 no, it's serious now. Um, yeah, obviously Ricky Lambert's gonna be top. Um, then I'm gonna go in second as well. I'm then gonna go for J Rods, Pella, and then Austin.
1: Oh, okay. I think we've had everyone's been different. That's good. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: I think everyone's um, got
2: Austin at the bottom.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, everyone's I think got Lambert. At the, no, no. Sorry. Sorry, Tim. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I think I think with Pella, like he had two awesome seasons but why he went to China after being asked I still don't really understand. Money. <coughs> <laughs> uh okay, uh Alan from Norwich
1: wants to know will this whole coronavirus outbreak make the players think twice before spitting on the pitch? It's a bad habit that would do well to disappear.
2: No, I, haven't I haven't thought, thought,
1: thought that. Did you? Oh, you and Alan. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember
2: which, which match I was watching. Uh, I, was, I was thinking that I like, yeah. like, yeah, with players being told not to um, shake hands and touching um, their face and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, governing on the pitch is fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, why 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 don't we stop? We should have stopped this years ago. Yeah, or just
2: um, blowing your nose onto the <laughs> <that I> players. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: disgusting. I agree, Alan. You do
2: it like everyone else. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. Now the next one. Uh, does Oriol Romeo have a future at this club? I, I'll take this one. I'm. I think he does.
2: Are we looking for a little man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he does. All right, hear me out, right? It, it, p- perhaps it's not the involvement that he expected, but he's always there when when he's needed. You know, if we get key injuries to Hoyberg and Ward Prowse, or maybe even both of them, he's a ready-made replacement. He's there. Uh, Smallbone will be in the conversation too Yeah, but he's still young and he's learning his craft And it could be too much too soon for him But Romeo's going to be ready um, And actually this week Ralph, Ralph had commented that How professional him and, and Shay have been And, you know, just proper pros And they must have had the discussion about his involvement And, 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 and you know, he knows his role, doesn't he? So i
2: say he does they probably, They've both been playing in the under years as well So they want to keep uh, yeah. game fixed up Exactly, yeah. um, and, yeah, um, I think Oriol Romero does a job that um probably like no one else that um, he can kill a game off. Um
1: kill an opponent off as well.
2: <laughs> I can kill anyone if you look at him wrong. Um but yeah, he you know, he's there to do a job and, and he can do it when he's called upon, just like Shane Long. Uh I think yeah, now he's a regular in the team but he hasn't always been. But um yeah, you, people ask at the over summer, you know, does Shane just Shane Long have a future at this club? Oh, he does a joke, so yeah, you know, I'd like to keep him.
1: Yeah, me too. He's a, he's a piece. He's an important piece, and rotation is, is,
3: isn't needed. Uh, Tim, Steve. Yeah, I think uh, as I was actually doing some stats uh, earlier in the week, of so pull those out. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Romeo's played 22 games. Uh, sorry, he's got 22 appearances, and he's got an 82% passing accuracy, which is uh, of the players that played more than the two games that Will Smallbones played. That's the best out of our. Um, yeah four guys in the double pivot so yeah I think he's still got a place he's probably going to be a squad player now um but yeah I do like him and he was he was probably like he's probably our best player actually the first few games we played in the season he was he was unplayable and then obviously you know change of formation but yeah I think he's still got a place
0: yeah I think um when we were talking earlier about Ralph uh and and his tactics against those kind of bullying physical teams that's where he sort of still has a role because uh He's got a bit of bite, given that he looks like Nosferatu as well, so... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um, okay, this is a good one. I'm going to ask this one to Tim, because I thought it would best suit him. It's Tim and Kev as well, I'm sure you'd have your, your opinions on this one. Uh, who would you rather marry, John Westwood or Boris Johnson?
0: Oh, my God.
2: Is <laughs> suicide <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> probably... John Westwood has a nice book shot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, John Westwood. Okay, Kev.
2: Uh, oh god, I don't, just don't don't make me answer this question. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. See. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not a big fan of this whatever Um, <laughs> I've heard some pretty interesting things about John Westwood. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. as kind of uh yeah, Boris Johnson's in great, but I'll probably have to take him.
1: I think I will as well. I think I'll join you. Yeah, I can't look at John Westford every day. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take Boris Johnson, but then again... Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, good luck trying to find the needle in that particular haystack. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh, Kev, this is one for you. Uh, has Kevin ever gone a full podcast without swearing? Shit,
2: sure, maybe. Um, <laughs> not this one, certainly. Um... <laughs> uh, I think I think um, I remember uh, warning one of our guests uh, before we recorded that ours was a swearing podcast and um, it's fine to swear because we you know we 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 are we quite swearing and then didn't swear throughout the whole podcast. That was a long time ago.
1: Really? I don't remember yeah. that. Maybe I edited it all out. I don't know. But why would I do that? I it doesn't seem like something. I might
2: have been one of the shorter ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, next question uh, would you rather this is a tough one really really tough one would you rather never watch football again or support Portsmouth fucking out. yeah I was going to say yeah. you Portsmouth if you're not actually watching football anyway so
0: oh I don't then know you could, then, you could, then you could sort of support them but then watch them get beaten all the time so you still have to watch other clubs yeah so you take that then yeah as long as I could, are uh, you know fake support them <laughs> Steve what about you uh. Uh, mm,
3: no, nah, I don't think I could support Portsmouth. I think maybe I'd have to, if I can ever watch football again I'd have to find another sport. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> that drastic, I don't
2: it's that drastic. Yeah. Honestly,
1: we might not ever watch football again at this rate, so... Kev?
2: Uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, I think... If it was literally no football, Mm. I could never watch any football. Um, I'll just have to bite the bullet and and half-heartedly pretend to support Pompey. Yeah, I
1: think I'm with you on that one. Um, okay we've got a question from uh, Greg Kaplan through Facebook it says uh, how big this is a good question by the way how big of an impact does the interruption have on Kyle Walker Peter's future with us and will this significantly impact our summer plans this is a good question because uh, we've we've only really focused on clubs as a whole but perhaps not what it means for the individuals I mean he might not ever have he might only have that one game for us that's it he may be returned to where he's not wanted at Spurs languish there for a bit and then be shipped out to a championship or Possibly lower, and it's massive for him. And you've got a feel for him. Um, and the second part of that, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do we do? I mean, we talked about it earlier. Like, if we do play the rest of the season through the summer, how do we even begin to plan these transfers? And we all know our policies, like one in, one out. And and what the how do we do with all these loanees? But, yeah, Kyle Walters. Peters, what, what does that mean for
3: him? Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, you know, He should have probably got played against uh, Newcastle anyway. Mm. Um, but I think from a few kind of reports that I've seen, I think Ralph is potentially looking to buy him anyway. So, potentially, from what he's seen from him in training in that one game, that might be enough to buy him. But, you know, it doesn't really feel the fans with much confidence because we've not really seen much of him. Yeah. Um, he had the opportunity I just,
1: to play him, and he didn't. It's a bit of a worry. Yeah. I'd rather go with someone
3: who hasn't played since November Yeah, I just feel sorry for the guy I think um, Yeah, maybe he saw more of Valerie in training That's why he started him Against Newcastle But I think potentially If he could buy him For quite cheap And then You know, we'll get another option um, For the fullback position In the summer That'd be ideal But as you say Like, we don't know How transfers are going to happen now
1: Yeah In fact, exactly. it's really Really impacted our summer plans As well And Tim, what do you think About um, Kyle walker Peters' Situation now?
0: Yeah, I'd like to, to keep him if possible I mean, he obviously had that one game and I I thought he came with quite a bit of unfair criticism I, I watched that and I thought he was, he was fine I mean, he, he's a little bit lightweight but I didn't think mm-hmm. he was any worse particularly than Valerie. So, um, and obviously the you know, Spurs before did did see, see, see something in him So I think, you know, we're not exactly blessed with loads of um, talented players in defence particularly in that, that position So I think we need to keep hold of it if we can
1: Yeah and Kev? Uh, yeah, he needs a break, doesn't he? That's what he's coming for.
0: And, uh, it's been, well, he's going to get um, a
1: three-week break, at least now. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> so give him a break. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate for him, uh, specifically, you know, just, yeah, just got on the team and now uh, this. So yeah, hopefully um, there will be the best season for him to, to come in and, uh, and
1: play it out. And what about the, uh, how does this impact our summer plans?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a strange one, isn't it? I don't know how the transfer window is going to work. Um, maybe leave it open for longer or, or do away with it. Just say, OK, next season, just... Open know. market. Yeah, rolling transfers.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've still got to ship out Corrigio as well because I think Leganers are going to get relegated, aren't they? So we need some takers for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Debbie Beckham on Facebook asks, <laughs> OK, <laughs> this is for me and you, Kev. Um, if... Me and the Moscow mush live together. Who would be the tidier? Kev, Kev is Marina there?
2: She's she, yeah, she's here. Can
1: you ask her how tidy you are?
2: Uh, okay. Do you want her? On? Do you want her on?
1: Yeah, yeah. Bring her on
2: if she, she, if you she wants to. Yeah. Uh, Hi.
1: Hello. Yeah. Privyet, kak yeah. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Nice to hear you. Uh, yes, you too. Yeah. Brilliant. Um... We've got a question on Facebook. Uh, it says, "If me and Kevin live together, who would be the tidier?" So I just want to ask you, how tidy is Kevin?
2: Well, he's quite tidy. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, actually,
0: Kev,
2: you've uh, been, been to race place you. as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. I've been. Here.
1: But bear in mm-hmm. mind, I do have three children, and they are not tidy. Um, but Gemma actually says, Kev, that you're always tidy when you're here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I would probably say you would be tidier if me and you were living together. Okay. What about oh, that's,
2: that's good to hear.
1: Yeah? Okay.
2: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, it makes me look good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's like you look good.
1: good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank, thank you. Спасибо, <laughs> <Spasiba>, Marina.
0: Спасибо.
1: Удачи. До Пока. Nice, thanks for that, Kev. That's all right. Um, okay, next question. Uh, I guess everyone can answer this one. If you were a spy, who would you spy on? Okay, we'll go with Tim.
0: Uh, I was wait, like, in football or just uh, in life? I
1: guess just anyone. It doesn't specify, so I'd say anyone.
0: I'll probably spy on Boris Johnson then and uh, see see what he's up to. Try and get some some scandal and get get him. <laughs> some scandal, but he's immune, yeah. he's immune, though, isn't he? He's like literally like Trump. It could be like oh, you know, today Boris Johnson uh, burnt down a kindergarten, and it's like, oh, well, rec- <laughs> rec- <laughs> Brexit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boris will be Boris. Exactly.
0: <laughs> OK, good one. Uh, Kevin, who would
1: you spy on? Uh, Marco
2: Bielston. Uh, that's a good
1: one. Yeah, get
3: your own back, yeah. Um, uh, Steve? Uh, I reckon Roy Hodgson. I reckon he's quite an interesting guy. I think he does some cool things. Yeah, i yeah. spy on Roy. Nice. Um,
2: Obsession with Warhammer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, one from Simon. An email from Simon. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Would you take Rupert Lowe back if he promised to bring Messi with him? No. (laughs) I guess guess that's a question of whether you believe his promises or not. But fucking right, I would. I'd take a combination of Rupert Lowe, Rupert Lowe, Les Reed, and I'd be co-managed by Pellegrino and Mark Hughes if Messi was coming here. No, Um, no thanks. No? No. Uh, no. Okay, if you could have, like seven prime years of Messi
0: yeah but even with no. Messi a Saints defence is <laughs> he's going to score he's going to have to score so many goals for us which, every game will be a draw probably <laughs> <laughs> at best uh-huh.
2: which
3: is score the opposition
0: who
2: needs Messi when we've got down. yeah
1: okay fair point Messi um, Simon asks also with the season currently suspended would it be fair in the worst case scenario to declare the current standards in the table as the final end of the season result we know that Liverpool will be champions, but will some of the relegation fodder fancy their chances given the remaining fixtures? We actually touched on that, didn't we, in the um, in the news? So yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a fair way to do it whatsoever. I think they need, and Kev said that it's not an option. We need to complete the season. I think. Yeah. Um, got any? <laughs> Got an email from I love bumholes sixty <laughs> nine. Lovely stuff. Uh, hey man, I'm not judging. That's fine. Um, I think we need to get him on as well and actually quiz him on this. Do you think that's a, that's an idea? Maybe
0: does in, in that bumholes
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, he actually asked the really intelligent question, so I was pleased with it. Um, he says, uh, "Do we expect Hoiberg to stay? Shall we be looking to replace him if he does go, or stick with Romeo and Smallbone?" Um, I, I think we need to reimburse it, don't we? I, I, we've seen how important uh, Bruno Fernandes was at Man United when he came in. We need something like that, someone to just like rejuvenate us uh, and still rotate the likes of Romeo and Smallbone. But yeah, but we'll put it this way: if it does, if he does go and we don't replace him, I'll be pretty pissed off with it.
2: Yeah, I mean those are big boots to fill. Um, I think we've got to try and keep him if we can, and um, yeah, the money is. Um, not enough for him, or are we getting a big, big money offer. And then we need to be spending all of that money or more on getting someone in um, to to replace him.
3: Yeah, I think only if there's a
2: replacement, we
3: can't be dealing with just letting him leave and then you know not having anyone to replace him with. So but there's always the the panic buy. If you lose a player for a certain amount of money, and
1: you've got all this money to spend, and you just start bringing and looking at everyone that will fit. Yeah, don't necessarily work out so there's always a, a problem in that sense I
2: hate, yeah. that, I
1: hate the
3: panic buys yeah well I mean we've we've seen some of Saints buys in the last couple of years that haven't been great so I, yeah, I can't see another season of that no basically
1: if they let him go they need to be making a plan now I don't want it to be last minute we're paying like 50 million quid for a for an Andros Townsend or something <laughs> Jesus uh, Tim
0: yeah I agree we've got to we've got to hold on to it. I mean he often uh, seems to frustrate the crowd with sort of the sideways or backwards passing, but I enjoy the Steve Stat breakdown on, on the, other, the other week on it. He does a lot of that sort of unflashy but important stuff that keeps us ticking along, and uh, and he's pretty good defensively as well. So I think he's kind of quite key to how we play.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan asks, uh, what's going to happen with all these lone players? About seven or eight of them are on loan. Realistically, what can we get for them, and will they go? That's what's holding back this squad.
3: Yeah, I think... Well, obviously, we've got kind of the main culprits, so Hoyt, Lamina, Carrizo, uh, Forster. I think those Enel four Yannoussi. players, and see I think those yeah, those five players will leave. Um, but then, also, on the flip side of that, we've also got a few loanies, so I think Jay is still on loan, as well as Josh Sims. I'd love to see Josh Sims come back. Um, I think he could be really utilised on the wings, mm. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of missed his energy that he brought to the end of last season, so I'd really love Josh Sims to come back.
1: There's also a question on their wages as well, particularly with with Fraser Forster. I think he opened, he said that he would take a wage cut to stay at Celtic, fair enough, that's fine. He's having probably the best spell of his career there. Um, But I don't know what Corrigio's on. I mean, I don't even know how much of of his wages that we are paying. But I reckon it's probably quite a bit. And, yeah, this is a big issue. You can't just... To ship these players off without any takers.
3: Yeah, I think I, I was reading the other day Carrigio was kind of talking about how his summer went and how he would be returning to England um, this summer as well but I think I, I don't really know what happened with him but he sort of said that he was left in the dark and he wanted the Leganos move um, but we didn't want to kind of let him leave unless we had a replacement, and then he went anyway. So I don't really know with him.
0: Yeah, I think Forster, we could get probably a pretty decent um, transfer because he's been outstanding for Celtic, and he seems to want to go back there. I think Elliot has had less of an impact, but obviously a big improvement on his time at Saints. So for those two, it might be okay, and that might cover a bit of the cost of the others. Um, but I think overall, it's going to be bit of a loss, isn't
2: it? And it's more loss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I mean, we've got a ridiculous number of um, player, players out on line see if we can solve um, all those problems that will make the, um, yeah, free up some cash to go and have some fun in the transfer market.
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, another email from Louise, we're coming to the end of these emails now, guys, don't worry. Um, who's, <laughs> who's better, Superman or Batman. This is not even close, Louise. Of course it's Superman. Batman. Oh, fuck off. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we got three... Uh, who's saying Superman? <laughs> Who was that? was that? Was that Steve? Yeah, it's Superman. Well done, Steve. Oh, it's a oh, How was it Batman?
2: Um, it's It's, golden. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even yeah, All um... he's got
1: to do is just flick him and Batman's dead. That's it. Done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's just like pointless. It's like, oh, if you're if you're immortal or whatever, then you can just never lose. Like that's like the kid that oh, he never he's never out of the game because he's he's immortal. Yeah. Batman, Batman's like a bit bit moody. He's got quite a lot of cool tools and toys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like the
2: Superman films. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care for them.
1: No, me neither. But uh, fact of the matter, Superman's better. Sorry, not even close. Um, and she actually asked as well if you were a crisp, what crisp would you be? I mean, I, I'd be a McCoy because I'm a man. Hmm. Kev, you'd be a cheesy what's-it because you're cheesy and delicate.
2: Um, thanks. I must think about me, as <laughs> not
1: <laughs> Okay, I'll let you answer your own question. Kev, what would you be if you were a
2: crisp? Uh, I'm not sure a cheesy what's-it even is a crisp, is it? Um... Um, I don't know. Very
1: salted, because you're very plain.
2: Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It could be a, a Marmite-flavoured one, because I, I you love me and you hate me. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Uh, Tim, Steve? Um, I reckon I might be a Walker's oven-baked. Just the finest. The finest kind of crisp, really.
2: <laughs> you mean you're a lightweight?
3: <laughs> Crunchy. Hey.
0: Got to be kettle chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Life and soul of the party.
1: Hey. Nice, good answer. Um, and we got another email, the last one, I believe, from Ben. Um, ben actually asks, "What do you think of the idea of having twenty-two teams in the Premier League next season, Leeds West Brom promoted and five teams being relegated next season?" So we, we again, we touched on that in the in the news. Um, this is not an option again, guys. I am guessing we're all saying the same thing. We don't, we don't like that idea at all. I mean, the only good
0: thing is, and it doesn't apply to me because I am not even in the UK anymore, but but it'd be quite fun to have some extra away days. And uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good, for a goodwill gesture from the club, if they froze the these ticket prices, but you got those extra games in, that would be you know, quite a good boost for the fans after all the cancellations and so on.
1: Yeah, and, but uh, you know what would happen Like the first year, and the first and only year that Saints would get relegated when five go down and Saints would <laughs> yeah. fifth from bottom. Didn't that happen before, when they, when they decided to move it from two to three getting relegated? Saints got relegated in that 18th spot, and you could just see it happening. Like, five teams go down, Saints would be the ink spot and that would be it. Eighteen, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, course, for the 22 teams. Yeah, yeah I just I don't I think, think it's an option anyway. Uh, right, OK, I think that's it for, for questions. Um, and, yeah, I think that's pretty much it now with Tim. But, actually, before we let you go, Tim, as we know, you've been in Norway for a couple of months now, uh, and your Norwegian is coming along, so I thought we could give the Moscow Mush a taste of his own medicine. And you could, oh yeah. You could give him a, a bit of a Norse phrase, or maybe 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 a few if you've got them.
0: I've got one for sure. Brilliant, Kev. Are you up for this? Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Okay. So it's harder porbade Dingamla gamla chokolade. Harder. Harder porbade yeah. din gamla chokolade. Harder ga- bade?
2: Yeah, Dingamla gamla chokolade. Ah, gam chokolade. Yeah. Hada Pobado didn't gam the chocolate.
0: Yeah. Which means goodbye on the toilet, you old chocolate. <laughs> I, knew right.
2: it was, I knew
0: it was chocolate. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> yeah. Hardepobado didn't gam the chocolate. okay.
2: Uh, is there any
0: context which term that would be useful in? Uh mostly children. They like, oh. they, like they, love, they, love, they love toilet humour. They uh, they go around calling everyone a bash, which means poop. <laughs> I'm going to do bash do that. order, <laughs>
1: poop head. There we go. There's my um, insult for you next week, Kev. Yeah.
0: Massive bash. <laughs> Where I? Am I? <laughs> As you say, shit uh, Bash order. Ba- uh, <laughs> bash order.
1: Yeah. It's bash order. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, anyway, so thank you for joining us today, Tim. I know we haven't had a game to talk about. It wasn't what we originally had planned, but hey Um we still got through it anyway. Um, it's always great catching up with you. Uh, best of luck. And whenever you, you, you like come back for a game or whatever, then you know, get in touch and we'll go out for a beer or two. I mean, last time we yeah, were, that'd be great. It was only like a brief encounter, wasn't it? I think it was at the, was it
0: Norwich or Watford game? Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. When they had the fan the free beer, but unfortunately it was uh, inside because we were going to go into the big fan zone outside, so they weren't giving cool. away there. Yeah, I, so I would have liked to be able to to tell you about, about the elite Syrian, because I'm supposed to be going to um, a friendly, a local derby actually, of Vikings against sadness Ulf. Mm-hmm. So I actually live in between the two. I live in Sola, which is between. Uh, Stavanger, to well, the Vikings and uh, Stadnes. Um And that would have been last Friday, but of course that's been cancelled. Oh, and the Elite Serie M was meant to start in um, uh, the next couple of weeks as well, after a few friendly matches. And that's been uh, postponed likely till May, unfortunately, for oh. Norwegian football fans. So, yeah, hopefully next time I'll be able to tell you a bit about my first time at a Norwegian game, but uh, not, not quite yet.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. It's just all happening at the wrong time, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's been great to catch up with you again, Tim. And yeah, cheers. The, Thanks for having me. You're a Norwegian oh, yeah, i good.
0: Yeah, I to well. back.
1: Cheers, Tim. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice one.
1: Right, cool. Cheers, Tim. See you later. Cheers. Yeah. Up the Saints.
0: Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up
1: the Saints. Okay, so we're into the extra time segment. We've got no fantasy football, no Super Six, no anything to really talk about. Um, but we will go and do our head-to-head that you two guys have been having lately, that Twitter game. I'm not going to do that this week. We're going to do something a little bit different. Are you up for it, guys? Yes. Yeah. Good. Okay, before we go into it, um, Steve, have you
3: um any social media work that you've done this week that you want to talk about at all? Yeah, uh put a couple of polls out this week. Thought it was a good chance with the break. Um, first one I kind of put out there was, if the Euros does get cancelled until next year, Will Danny Ings' is 90 into 20 sensational form get overlooked? Um, and yeah, it was pretty um, pretty solidly one answer, and that was a yes. Um, I think it's it's such a shame, obviously, if it does get cancelled to the next year, then you know all the hard work that's been put in by Danny this season kind of gets overlooked. But then again, it could be used as you know a moment to kind of spare him on for next season and um, potentially get a place. But that's that's even if the Euros does get cancelled, so it's all yeah. you know up in the air at the moment. I just yeah, you could just see him getting an injury next year, couldn't you? And then all that, as you say, all that hard
1: work wiped out for nothing and never get yeah. a chance. Yeah, it's a shame.
3: Yeah, it would be a bit sad, but uh, yeah, let fingers crossed anyway. Um, yeah, and then I put out another poll as well, just saying um, with. Saints' kind of recent form, um, we've had four losses out of five and only one win in, in that kind of um, that, that part of the season. Um, with the kind of coronavirus break at the moment, is it a good time for Saints to take stock? And you know, has it kind of come as a good break for us? And again, that was pretty overwhelming. Most people kind of put yes for that, seventy-three percent. So I think, although it's out of our hands, I think it's kind of come at a good time. Um, Potentially, we could have got some points on the board against Norwich, but I guess it just gives them a bit of time to look at the results and how they've gone um, and how kind of Ralph's going to take stock and see us for the rest of the season if, if it does get played. So, Well,
1: um, I mean, we we were yeah. on a break anyway,
3: weren't we? Without this. I mean, if we would have got that Norwich game
1: out of the way, we'd be next week yeah. was the FA Cup. Week yeah. after, that was the International. So we would have had a good solid break then anyway. So, Yeah. yeah. It was kind we were prepared for that break, but it just I think it's gonna be a little bit longer than we first thought.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, with the England friendlies coming up, I I was actually quite looking forward to that, but obviously they're called off now, so yeah. um it's unfortunate, but yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, there were my kind of twist of poles for this week. Um yeah, and I think a couple of the points that we uh put out on Instagram we kind of looked at already on the emails, so I think that's kind of it from me really. Okay. That's cool.
1: Um, right, we we'll are going to the uh, head-to-head. So when we took over... Well, last week we played the Twitter game thing that we were doing and, and Steve won the second week, so it's 2-0 to Steve. What I'll do is I'll add up all these questions that you're go- are going today and we'll call it a point. So it's either going to be 3-0 or 2-1. Okay. So we will start off with the first question. Who has played for both Saints and Norwich? Right, there are four... In our current team, first
2: one to say it. Ryan Nathan Bertrand Redmond. and Angus Gunn. Um, I got Nathan Redmond, but I don't know the other one. So um, Redmond,
3: uh, Kevin, you said Gunn and Bertrand. Um, um, one more. One more. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> That's difficult. Che
1: chain um, plate
2: there?
1: there. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't think right. so. Okay, well I'll stop it on that then because I don't think you're gonna get it. It's a bit of a no, just a bit of a that one. tenuous one. It's Harrison Reed. Ah. Oh. Oh. But uh, Kev got Redmond and Gunn and no red no you can Okay, so I'll give that half a point as it were to Kev. Uh, second question. To the nearest mile, as the crow flies, how many miles from St Mary's to Cara Road? We could do this in turn, I guess. Um, we'll go Kev first because he's losing.
2: <laughs> um, no
1: cheating, obviously.
2: Wow, nah, no. so bad oh, Jesus? Uh, hundred twenty. Hundred
1: and twenty miles as the crow flies. Here, <coughs> not driving. Um, and Steve, Statman Steve, what are you going for? Um,
3: well, it's well, it's pretty much exactly a hundred miles from my house to St Mary's. So, I um, oh, think how far away I am from Norwich. Um, Let's go 140. Okay, so Kev, you're going 130,
1: did you say? I said 120. 120, and you said 140, Steve. Yeah. It is actually 166, so that is Steve's. Wow. Oh, sweet.
3: I'll T- take to it. be
1: honest, I thought it was longer th- I thought it was <coughs> further away than that. I was, like, in the
3: 180s to the 200s. So I thought it was a while away. But Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, whenever I put um, St. Mary's, like, into... Google Maps whenever I'm going from home is pretty much bang on a hundred miles and like Norfolk's not that far away from Essex, so that was my reasoning.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
3: oh. Nice one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: right, there's a little Google game that I want to do. So I'm going to read out a start of a sentence and you guys are going to tell me how it finishes. So I put the phones down, no Googling, okay, I'll start mm-hmm. with the first one. How much is?
2: That doggy in the window.
1: That's what you're going for. Okay. And Steve, how much is... Uh, a pint in England. Okay. Wait, how much is my car worth? <laughs> okay. No one's going to get that, are they? Um, next one. What happens if you... Burn yourself. Okay, burn yourself.
2: Make toast in the bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting answer. It's actually... What, it's quite... Not actually that it's What happens if you die without a will? But oh. Actually, I, I've since, okay. seen, I've since okay. rechecked the fee and they've actually changed it, and it is, it's now what happens if you eat mold. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been right. more interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last one on here. Uh, when do I file a tax return? File a tax return. And Steve, when do I? Return? Return. And do? When, do,
3: when I? do I dream and sleep?
1: Okay, I'm going to have to give a point there to Kev, because the actual answer
3: was when do
1: I get my state pension? It was kind of like on the oh right, right yeah. tracks. Actually, yeah, have it. the second was, uh, when do I ovulate? Like, like, like Google was <laughs> going to know that. I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, once a month. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: right, okay. Uh, so, if I give that one to Kev, so Kev yeah, takes it 2-1 yeah, at the moment, and now we've got a quiz. We've got five questions for you. Okay. And it is all on this season. So it's thanks this
3: season.
1: All right. Okay. Um, do you want to do quick fire or do you want to do take your turn? Uh, ah. I thought
2: I'd take your turn. Well, it's quite well.
1: I go take? You want to take your turn, Kev?
2: Yeah, it's fine. We did one quick fire already, haven't we? Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Question number one. Who did we beat for our first win of the season? Was it my turn? Um. Okay. we will go with uh, Kev first. it
2: you know, you know, United? It wasn't. Uh...
1: It was Brighton, wasn't it? It was Brighton. It was. Ah. Okay, so uh, Steve, you go first on this one. Yep. Uh, a first goal scorer that wasn't Danny Ings. ah, oh,
3: oh, he scored. Um oh, he scored against Brighton. Um it was Redmond, wasn't it? You're gonna go Redmond. Careful what you're gonna go for. That was Gineppo.
1: It was Gineppo. Ah Sheffield, yeah, he scored it. Sheffield is me. Mm. Um okay, so Kev, first on this one. Name the two clubs to knock us out of the both cup competitions this season.
2: Uh, two clubs?
1: Well, I meant the, the, the FA Cup and the League, League Cup. Who's knocked us out?
2: Um, uh, Man City um, and... Oh, and first, Jesus. Points to you, then, Kev,
1: anyway. So, uh, Steve, first on this one. If he gets it right, then I guess I don't need to pass Yep. Um, sure. Second highest goal scorer this season.
3: Uh, it's James Ward-Prowse, I believe.
1: It, well, yes, it is. It's James Wood prowse and Nathan Redmond on four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, number five, Kevin, you first. Who scored? Okay. Who scored in our 2 0 Boxing Day win at Stamford Bridge?
2: Uh, Oberfemi get one, and um, Redmond.
1: It was Over and Redmond. Yeah
2: yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. I I think Kev's won here.
1: Yeah, five-three to Kev. Oh. Well Stolen not. it. So that leaves wow. the head-to-head two-one. Head to now I'm just going to write that down
2: i Fine, fine I'm Finally getting a bit more
1: interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think well, I've <laughs> got no, I've got no opponents to to use the Twitter against. So I have to come up with, a, with something different this week. But yeah, um, I think that's about it this week. We'll play behind
2: behind closed doors next time. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: Um, yeah. I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else we need to say um, in the next few weeks, I guess, that we're not going to be podcasting because we have to play the waiting game, um, but maybe we'll be back before that, who knows, I mean, we'll think of something, I mean, me and Kev were saying before we come on that maybe we'll have something out um, just just to pass the time for something to do, I guess, I don't know, we'll think of something <laughs> uh, but for now, Brilliant. enjoy the spring break, I guess um, and we'll yeah, would you like a Russian
2: phrase to see us out. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, so the Russian phrase this week is Moite Ruki.
1: Moite
2: Ruki. Moite Ruki. Moite Ruki, which means wash your hands. <laughs> Whatever well, you've been up to, wash your hands.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, as I said, that's, um, enjoy your spring break. And we'll be back as soon as we can. So stay clean and healthy and wash those hands. Until next time,
3: up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the (laughs) (laughs) Saints. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.